Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by HF Plus, and with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, my staff, Stan Chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, the daddy-o, it's Mr Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello everybody, and welcome back. I'm getting quite like, uh, quite like this, uh, doing it face-to-face, no. malarkey again, uh, beats all that Zoom stuff as well. So, uh, welcome back everybody, this is episode number 251, and thanks to everyone who tuned into last week's show, very much appreciated, that was quite a long one. Uh, this week we've got a much shorter show, we think, uh, as not much happened during the week, um, so really our main focus is going to be on what happened in the Salford game, our first game of the 2021-22 20, uh, season, so I think let's just crack on really and we always start with a word from our podcast sponsor we certainly do and as most of you will know our podcast sponsor at AGF Plastering who are an Essex based plastering and rendering company that cover all aspects of domestic and commercial work and specialise in silicone colour render systems and the best part is ladies and gentlemen you must know this by now is that they offer all Leighton Orient fans and staff 15 percent off so if you're listening to this going oh that sounds like a great deal which it is you can contact adam and the team uh, via various ways you can look at their website which is www.agefplastering.co.uk or you can email the boys at agefplastering.outlook.com or if you're on social media you can give the boys a message or a follow on instagram or on facebook at agefplastering or on twitter at big ads with a z l o f See, nicely done. So, a quick word from our friends over at the Supporters Club, uh, with an update for you. As per last week, really, Carlisle away on the twenty-first of August is adults forty pounds and concessions are thirty-seven pound. Departs from the Supporters Club at half past seven. Uh, Newport County, they've got a coach going there. Saturday the fourth of September, adults are thirty pound, concessions are twenty-seven. That departs the Supporters Club at half past eight. And Bristol Rovers departs at 8.30 from the Supporters Club. That's on Saturday the 18th of September. Adult price for that is £28 with concessions at 25 There are children's prices. You need to get in touch with the Supporters Club uh, to find out what uh, those prices are. And those prices do not include your match day ticket. That is purely coach travel. So to book on any of those trips, visit the Supporters Club on a match day or call the travel line on 07507 539 579. That's a new number, so make a note of that. 07507 539 579. Great stuff. So moving on into AOB and we start off with some very, very sad news as we were very deeply saddened to learn of the passing of O's fan Louise Tienens earlier in the week. I mean, we used to see Louise pretty much every home game all past her and the family uh, in the South Stand. Anyone who knew her or knew of her on social media, she was very vocal, gave us lots of tweets. We were very aware of her and her wonderful family. So our thoughts and prayers are with David, Riley, Peyton and her family and friends at what is a very very difficult time I mean that shocked me um, to my core same. really same in, same in terms of you know when I was trying to sleep early in the week uh, it was a lot tougher than what it would have 100%. been 100% it, yeah I mean although you don't know no people you see them about and then knowing that they're not going to be there mm. at future games is it was very difficult and particularly with Louise being such a young 
uh, young person as well. So um, it's, it's, it's very, very sad. But uh, to anyone else who's also lost someone that we may not be aware of, uh, our condolences uh, to you and anyone who is unwell, we wish you a full and speedy uh, recovery. Um, moving on, we just want to say a very quick thanks to Tom Mann over in New Zealand and Tim Clark for their emails that came into Orin Outlook Podcast Towers. That's Orin Outlook at Outlook.com if you so wish to communicate with us that way. That would be absolutely wonderful. Yeah, thank you for your emails to both of them. And to round off our AOB section, former O's captain Nathan Clark announced his retirement for football in the week after 20 years of some stunning centre-back performances. <laughs> so from us or an Outlook podcast, Towers, we wish him all the best in his retirement and his future endeavours. Never forget he did that. Hi, I'm Nathan Clark, and you're listening to the R and R podcast. It's one of the first plays we had on the podcast. Yeah, doing a jingle. Yeah, thank you to uh, Nathan. A moment that will never be forgetting in our history. Never in my mind will that leave. So the week that was then, Happy Monday was the second of August at six o'clock. The club held a Q and A on YouTube with Kenny Jacket, Nigel Travis, Martin Ling, and Danny Macklin. Good watch. A yep. bit shorter than what the rest have been. Yep. Uh, only concise. forty-five minutes concise. I would have liked to hear a bit more from Kenny. Kenny was like the focus for like the first 10 minutes and it kind of moved more onto like some of the business aspect uh, and a bit from Martin. Decent watch. I can't imagine too many clubs are doing Q&As into that kind of detail yeah. uh, with a fan base. But good watch there. Interesting if you haven't already watched it or seen it already. And it's on the uh, club's YouTube channel. Absolutely. Go check it out. And I don't think anyone can ever knock the club for doing these. No. Um, was, I agree with you. I was hoping to hear a bit more from Kenny, more fan questions. But maybe there just weren't that many questions that came in for him. And, you know, he's got this um, sort of aura about him that, you know, he knows what he's doing. He's an experienced guy. If he thinks that's the best thing to do, then that's the best thing yeah. to do. Um, and, of course, like all managers, he'll live and die by his, his decision. So, so that was that. Yeah, later in the day, Bromley confirmed XO Louis Dennis had signed for his old club. So we wish Louis Dennis all the best. What are the odds that he goes there and recaptures some of that form and ends Good up luck back to in him. the football league? Yeah, I hope, I hope he does well. Some of the I actually watched his highlights reel that Bromley put up, which was his goals in his first period at Bromley. He's, there's no doubt he's got some talent, but he just needs to find where that talent lies in himself. Because he yeah. went to Portsmouth, had a disappointing year and had you know a pretty disappointing two years at Leighton Orient it's probably fair to say I think it, for him it was all in his mind that the, the yeah. challenges and the obstacles were a mental one rather than a physical one and I think if someone can uh, show him his happy place and, 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 and unlock that mentality side of things I think there's one hell of a player in there um, you know, similar to Oos you know, we saw what the guy can do which is why he was such a massive disappointment because there is a good player in there we never saw it when they'd signed and the same for Louis Dennis as well everything's a chance and a punt they play well for one manager in one system they don't play so well for another manager in another system it's just football but let's move on then to Tahue Tuesday the 3rd of August it was an early start to the day as Us Cisse posted on his Instagram account that his O's adventure was finally over he did he put up a post very early in the morning that said it's time for me to say bye today I want to say thanks to the club all the staff since I joined, the players, all people around the club for looking after me since I joined the club. It's been a real pleasure to play for this such a good club. He hasn't, doesn't put any full stops or commas now, actually, now I'm reading his sentence. I wish you all the best <laughs> for the rest of the season and hope you get back to where you belong and later on it will be in my heart forever. So 
with that, Oost was off. And like you said, I think he turned out to be really disappointing. He made such a great impact in his initial loan spell. That yeah. When we did sign him on a two-year deal in the summer, we thought, here we go. You can build a team around him and he'll be really strong and he can be the vocal point. But then once he got that deal or signed, he wasn't the player um, who we remember yeah, from that loan period. Really disappointing. <laughs> It's like he's got a twin brother that suddenly came up, t- turned up, and it's like, where, where, where's the other guy gone? Yeah, I mean, maybe it will come out that he was carrying an injury or wasn't fit or whatever. Not I don't for, know, but it, it wasn't. It wasn't the same. Ooh, so yeah, disappointing, very much so. And we had a number of tweets that came in uh, to our tweet that said, "Thank you very much indeed." Uh, a lot came into our social media channels, which are now sponsored by Town and Country Hearts and Essex. Estate agents, they're at Hearts Town, H E R T S Town, and at Charlie underscore Paul with an E on the end. And the first one that came in was Orin underscore Ed said, We wish him all the best, but just a shame he was so underwhelming last season. Yeah, John Crab Free tweeted saying, I wish him well. Performances on loan exceeded those after he signed. Plus, the emergence of a Hector, this is probably best for all parties. Good luck. Oose. Or in Meat Pie said, great on loan, shame about the rest, just didn't work out. We're still a few players short. Hope we see more come more come in, almost as many staff as players on the team photo. Yeah, that was in regards to the team photo that was out the day before at yeah. Flaherty MGT. Said, one of the least effective footballers I've ever seen. <laughs> Won't be missed in my opinion. Good luck, Oose. Hope your next move works out better. And Joe Pavitt double zero said, I asked most of the Orient squad for a birthday message for my little brother. Only he, Kemp and Turley answered, say what you want about Cissé, but there's no questioning how much of a professional he is. You know, fair play. I yeah, didn't know that. Fair play to Us. I mean, he did seem like quite a nice guy. There was a good tweet that Luke Lambourne, media manager, put up yesterday morning. I don't know if you saw it, when no. Us announced he was leaving. And it was Oost being announced, uh, interviewed post Newport, and Luke asked him a question saying, you know, big game, you beat the leaders. And Oost answers going, yeah, you know, it was a big game, it's a effing great win. And then realises what he said and it can't go out, and they all crack up because he just dropped an F bomb. So very funny. Wow. Looks like a funny guy, but, you know, maybe that's <laughs> the last you hear about Oost in the Orient Outlook podcast. And hopefully he doesn't come back to haunt us, haunt us yeah. at home or at Boundary Park. So also um, on Tuesday, it was the final O's match of pre-season as we played Haybridge Swifts at the Malden Stadium, which is the home of Malden and Tiptree Football Club. The Jammers, yeah. A young Orient <laughs> 11 took the lead in the 13th minute from a superb Matt Young free kick from about 30 yards out. The Swifts levelled the scores in the 37th minute, but a goal in the 90th minute from a trialist sealed victory for a young Orient side. You didn't happen to see or catch who the trialist was? I didn't, but I did catch that free kick, which was a pretty superb decent one. Superb free kick. Matt Young has got some uber talent great free kick there um, from the young Matt Young so that finishes Tuesday <laughs> and for the rest of the week on Wednesday Thursday and Friday memory, very right? quiet yeah I think you know the team and Kenny were just heads down focusing on Salford not much came out on social channels so we're going to move forward now to Saturday the 7th of August it did we are and the day started with news that Oos had signed a one year deal with Oldham Athletic. Yeah, so we've covered that. So we'll move on into the Young O's as they started their competitive season away to Northampton Town and were beaten 3-1 with the O's goal being scored by Smith Kouazi. So unlucky to the Young O's there. Hopefully better luck 
in your game next week. Well done on the pronunciation as well. That's exactly how I'd have said it. Um, <laughs> Probably wrong though. The main event of the day then was obviously Salford away. And before the game, we ran a Twitter poll. In fact, we ran that Thursday night for 24 hours. So if you look in, uh, look for that on a Thursday night. We asked how you think we'd get on on this one. And after 175 votes in 24 hours... 19% thought we'd lose, 35% thought we'd win, and the majority at 46% went for a draw, and how right you were. <laughs> yeah, and as always, thank you for all of your votes. 175 votes is nothing to be sniffed at, but we know we are capable of more. So much more. So at 2pm, the team news of the first game of the season was announced with bated breath as Lawrence Vigarou was announced in goal with James Beckles happy and Wood making up the back four with Prattley Clay and Kiprianu, Kemp, Smith and Drennan making up the rest of the team. On the bench we had Sam Sargent, Sweeney, Ogie, Young, Archibald and Krumah and Ruel Sotiriu. That meant that there were six debuts for the O's as Darren Prattley captain the team I, I, my thoughts on that I, I like the starting 11 I think the bench seems for me a little bit lightweight a little bit inexperienced and who do you bring on to change a game if you've gone behind and you need to get back into the game who are you bringing on to do that there's not really an impact sub that we know of yet I'm yet to be maybe Archibald okay. with an exception I mean that was that was the 11 who, if fit, you would have expected to start. Obviously, yes. we had the Jun and the Smith, and Smith aren't fit. And then we kind of questioned that last yeah. week to say, you're throwing off the scent here. So no surprise to see Drinan and Smythe with a Y. Let's call him Smythe, Smythe. this week um, <laughs> to, to keep him separate. Obviously, Harry Smith is still unfit because he tweeted as soon as the team was announced. So obviously, he didn't, you presume he didn't travel. But a decent starting lineup there, and, and that's you know the kind of team who you'd expect. Although it's a pretty similar shape to the team we saw last season, right? In what, terms of you've got your forward and you've got like your holding midfielders and then you're attacking three. Um, you mean a four three three formation? Yeah, which I wasn't expecting from Kenny Jacket, but I guess we'll see what ha- what happens with that. But that was a team who I expected. I think it was more of a four three two one. Right, with Kemp and um Smith, 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 Smith behind um, Drennan. Drennan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, nothing to be sniffed at yet. As you would expect, loads of tweets coming into us when that team was announced. Tom underscore Kendall 03 started off by saying, Cheeky from Kenny, keeping Drennan and Smythe quiet. A strong starting 11, solid in defence, and looking forward to seeing Archibald and Ruel off the bench. I mean, that's a good part. I think Archibald, in time, becomes a starter. I think when he's fit and he's yeah. over the injury over that he had. Um, because you've got Kemp well it depends Kemp isn't I mean we'll come on to it Kemp isn't naturally a left sided player but was used on the left side yesterday from mm-hmm. what I hear and Archibald is a left footed player who has historically side, right? been played on the right so I guess it all depends on what system Kenny will play but based on what people have seen from Archibald I'm yet to see him in action I think Archibald will force him his way into the team so <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. good choices for Kenny to make. Yeah, it's a headache, a nice headache to have. Len, chin, chin, one said, as strong as we are, let's see how the team performs. Dan Alton, 2590, said, I'm surprised Drennan's starting. I would have stuck with Satiri, personally. But with Drennan and Smith back, it gives us more attacking options off the bench and allows us to ease Archibald in after his injury rather than rushing back and potentially 
making everything worse. Yeah, SR Barber, nineteen eighty-six, a decent enough starting lineup, but need a much stronger bench than that to be successful over a long season. I mean, I guess you've got what well, Adam Thompson, who's not fit, correct, not ready yet to come back. Harry Smith, uh, you've got Harry Smith, who's not fit yet, not ready to come back, and then I, I guess you'd expect to see maybe one or two more bought in, yeah, who would make up the bulk of that bench so and then the youngsters go out on loan to national league clubs for example right? you would imagine so the so youngs not, and the ogies and the sweeney's maybe you would imagine so yeah you would imagine so unless any have a real good couple of impacts in the yeah. games that they're going to be subs in yeah um s leela 1990 so a bit light on the bench central midfield wise but i'm happy apart from that billy carroll gb said i don't understand how how you can leave your top scorer from pre-season on the bench to start drinnen who has done nothing to warrant a place in the team. Other than that, no complaints. Oh, Billy, Billy, Billy. At Ben D. Bollard, so the best team we could pick in the circumstances, releasing so many of last season's squad may have come back to haunt us as the bench looks too weak. Yeah, so those were uh, an, a selection of the views that we had come in. So let's move on then to just quickly re, relive the match. Orion got the, the first match of the 2021-22 season underway and we'll fast forward now to the 13th minute as Lawrence Vigarou's goal kick out to Wood. He controlled it superbly on his chest, found a fantastic pass into Aaron Drinnen who went past Tom King but was forced too far wide and despite getting his shot off it went across the face of goal. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. pass from, from Wood in into the channel. Connor Wood I wasn't that excited about when we first signed him to be honest but what I've seen of him in pre-season and what he seems to be offering the team I'm quite I'm quite happy with Conor Wood Agreed. so far I think he's a good solid left back and Agreed, seems yeah. to be playing some decent stuff out of the back so let's fast forward in to the 32nd minute Tom King in the Salford goal needed to be sharp to deny Paul Smith as a pass from Tom James found Smith down the right uh, he controlled the pass really well got into the area sm- absolutely smashed his shot which was well saved uh, by King as the ball went out for a corner. Yeah, 33rd minute following that corner, or from that corner, should I say, King's save from a powerful Darren Prattley shot wasn't enough. The rebound fell to Omar Beckles, whose low strike hit the back of the net to make it 1-0 to the O's. Beckles took that goal well. Second goal Techers. in a week. Second, yeah, he's, he's Great cool techers. and he's calm. He's collected in the box because it wouldn't surprise me if a centre-back gets that chance and smacks it over the bar, but low, hard gets his goal yeah. and nothing less than we deserved I think at that point in the game yeah good pressure from us I mean we haven't mentioned every chance on every shot that we've had but it was we were pretty much the ones controlling it and I think that was the payoff for our persistence and our hard work we were pressing them hard at this point we were really getting up at them not letting them play their game um, so yeah good pressure from us you know we were positioned well we read the game well and Beckles yeah lovely like Kenny said it can't you can't just rely on one player yeah. to get your goals for you it has to be spread amongst the players uh, the other players as well so from midfield and from defence so, I like that yeah, absolutely, and Beckles happened to be in the right place at the right time with great technique and smashed it in the in the net. Yeah, very happy with that. Yeah, I mean, last season, if you're being ultra-critical, not to keep going back to last season too much, but apart from Danny Johnson and Connor Wilkinson, really, and maybe Dan Kemp towards the end, there wasn't that many players who chipped in with many goals for it. Right. And Kenny is precisely right. However, the league didn't last long. The Salford equalised shortly after in the 41st minute as a Matt Willick thunderbolt of a shot flew into the top right-hand corner, Vigarou, absolutely no chance for that one. And it was one all. Hell of a strike. If you're being ultra-critical, maybe we could have closed him down earlier, but in League 2, you're not expecting that kind of strike from that distance from a defender, which I think he was, but a great strike nonetheless. 
I, I mean, yeah, great strike. I don't think it's being ultra critical to say that he should have been closed down quicker. There was a man there who didn't, and I couldn't make out who it was, that didn't stick a foot out or didn't do quite enough. You've seen these wonder goals, like the EFL do tweet <laughs> these wonder rocket goals that, that do go in. So it's not out, it's not uncommon for them. Yeah. You know, yes, most of them fly over into Rosette uh, most of the time, but there is the odd one that probably more than one that, that, that does go in. So I think I don't think it's been uber critical to, to say we should have stopped him from getting that shot off yeah. as easy as he had. Okay, so one all towards the end of the first half. Two minutes of time were played out with the score even at half time. So the team's winning at one all. The attendance announced at 1968 with 475 O's fans making the journey. Massive commendations to those O's fans. Yeah, considering the trains were up the spout. Trains up the spout, a bit of a mission. First game back properly after COVID, not at the best of grounds, but... Fair play, fair play yeah. to everyone who made that journey. That's not a short one, and that is literally going to take you. That's, that's your whole Saturday gone. Yeah. You leave at eight o'clock in the morning, you're home at about eight, nine, nine o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there were no subs for the O's at half time, and Salford started the second half strongly. In the 47th minute, Touré's shot low across the goal flew just past the far post, and in the 49th minute, McAllen's strike was dipping, but Vigaru did well to punch that one away. Yeah, 50th minute, uh, Kenny Jackett had had enough. He made his first change, replacing Craig Clay with Theo Archibald. So for me, I was pleasantly surprised. I think, again, a criticism of some past tournament managers is they've left it too late or made kind of like the same subs every game. 50th minute, it's early and it's decisive. And he, you know, whips off Craig Clay, who's probably, you know, a more experienced central midfielder than, than Hector and it would have been easy to take Hector off and go while he's young he's tired a bit but no he's pulled Craig Clay off he's mm-hmm. changed formation around an archibald that's, a, that's an attacking substitution right because you're taking off Clay who's quite yeah. defensive minded and putting on archibald who's this exciting creative player so for me well played Kenny Jacket. he explains that substitution in Dave Victor's post-match I know oh. you haven't listened to it but so he, he does answer that okay nice yeah. one so it's good it's good and he's able to it gives a rational explanation as to why that, that happened so they obviously as you can tell five minutes in they've started with the stronger of the two so he's now making that change to try yeah. and stop that uh, and get us further up the pitch as he says but five minutes later Salford had the ball in the back of the net as a cross across our goal from the left hand side found Thomas Asante who tapped home but the flag fortunately was up for offside I mean it looked like he was a good two or three yards yeah there weren't many appeals there once the flag was up Beckles again was the target man for the Odes in the 63rd minute as he was picked out by Tom James but he couldn't get his header on the goal and again Tom James Connor Wood attacking putting those balls in I mean that could be a feature that we see quite a lot of this season hopefully I think they'll be I think they'll have that fullback roll down to a tee they'll be bombing they'll probably be the two fittest players in the squad They'll be getting up and down that line yeah. like no one's business. Um, Josh Morris went close with a right-footed shot in the 65th minute, saved by the feet of Lawrence Vigarou. Yeah. Well, we've not mentioned every save he's done, but he was forced to make a number of saves. Yeah, you can't underestimate, again, how important Lawrence Vigarou is. Salford started going closer as Lund, this time in the 67th minute, had a header on goal. That one went agonisingly wide. Uh, and in the 74th minute, Thomas Asante, again, tried to beat Vigarou at his near post this time, Viggs was wise to it and he flicked the ball behind for a corner. So Salford starting to put some pressure on now. Yeah, absolutely. They've been they've definitely been on the ascendancy this half and we've been very, very quiet as obviously as you can tell, we're not mentioning any chances that we had. 
until now. Dan Kemp had a free kick which went wide in the 81st minute. That wasn't far off, actually. That was a really decent free kick. And I think we might see some set-piece goals coming from our number 10 um, during the course of the season because he was only a whisker away Hope from so. that. That was really good. Um, 40, uh, in the 74th minute, Thomas Asante again oh. tried to beat Figaro. No, you've skipped forward, my Oh, life. sorry. I beg your pardon. I've gone backwards. Yeah. Uh, so six, Dan, Dan Kemp, free kick. Uh, went wide in the 81st and six minutes later Kenny Jackett made his second change of the game as Jaden Sweeney, Sweeney came on to replace Connor Wood yeah so uh, in the 88th minute Dan Prattley was booked I think you're going to see Prattley booked uh, quite a few times this season probably because he's going to be that yeah. combative breaking up play kind of guy yeah absolutely yeah. and a minute later Royal Satuyu came on and replaced Paul Smith and three minutes of time were added on played out as the referee brought the game to a close as both sides shared the points on the opening weekend of the season. So Dave Victor was kind enough to send us his post-match interview with Kenny Jacket. Uh, it's only three minutes long, so we're going to play the entire interview. And here's what Kenny Jacket had to say post-match. Well, Kenny, thanks for joining us. Was that a point gain? It was, definitely. I felt... It was definitely. I felt, you know, first half we were sharp and caused them a lot of problems. They come on strong second half though, and um, you know we defended resolutely. A little bit of a threat towards the end of the game, particularly down our left hand side as well, which you know we needed to. Otherwise, it would have been just a, you know a constant bombardment, and we came through it. Find some passes, and as I said, particularly down the left hand side, they finished quite strongly. And Lawrence Vigrou demonstrated why it was so important that he signed. He was outstanding in that second half. Yeah, he was. I mean, he's, he's, he's um, keeper with, with you know, very good presence. And what we didn't say to the, see today as well is his distribution is very good and has been strong all, all the way through pre-season. Looked very sharp in that first half. Yeah, definitely. And, and uh, you know, we, we, we settled quite well, gave him some problems, um, scored a very good goal. I was just, you know, uh, uh, disappointed with just probably sitting back just after that. But having said that, it's a fantastic strike from Willock. You know, we can't, we, we, we can't sort of um, uh, say we should have maybe got closer. You know, it's a very, very good shot. But, uh, you know, second period there, we dug in and earned our point. You did. Uh, you made a change in the second half. Was Craig Clay injured? No, it wasn't. It just felt like we were just uh, losing out slightly in the middle and maybe unbalanced, a little bit unbalanced, perhaps a forward down. And, and we needed a, a, an extra forward up there, if you like. And, you know, the third forward with with Smith, with Drinan and then with, with Archibald can sometimes keep them off you and, and, uh, and get you further up the pitch. And he, and he certainly contributed well as he came on. Smith made a real impact. How bad is the injury? Yeah, I don't know yet. We'll assess it. I mean, he did say he felt his hamstring, but um, hopefully it's not too bad and he won't be out too long and he'll certainly be wanting to play on Wednesday night. I think it's just 13 weeks since the end of last season when Leighton Wimp were last here. There's been so many changes. I think there were six new arrivals in the starting eleven, but the team looked very together. Yeah, there's a good spirit amongst the players and determination. And now we have to make sure we're cohesive and... and uh, all of the time going through a very, very long season, organised and can produce some quality. Queen's Park Rangers, it could be a dark horse this season and this will be a real test on Wednesday in the League Cup. Yeah, it is, but it's a, it's a start of a run of home games for us. Uh, we want to start the season well and by you know, the start of the season, we're looking through August and September really, where we have a, a lot of very good sides, you know, one of them here today, and, and some tough, traditionally tough away games as well. Uh, Newport away, Carlisle away, obviously Salford away today. So, you know, it'll be a, an interesting start, an interesting first two months to see 
um, you know, what exactly we have got in this particular level. And, and the Queen's Park Rangers game on Wednesday anyway starts a, a little mini run of, of home games that we want to uh, see if we can impose ourselves as the home side and you know, really give our, our, our crowd something to shout about. How will you and how do you expect QPR will approach Wednesday night? It's hard to tell. I mean, traditionally, the, the bigger clubs and the championship clubs make a lot of changes in the early rounds of that cup, but it's, that's, that's difficult to tell. Thanks very much, Kenny. My pleasure. Thank you. Good luck. So that was Kenny Jacket there talking to Dave Victor. Speaks very well, um, Kenny Jacket. So good to hear his views on that one. So for Kenny Jacket's views, bearded legend, Mr. Levy, let's have your views in. What okay, were your okay. views on the Salford game? Um... Yeah, I mean, short and sweet, really. Obviously pleased with the point on the opening day against uh, strong opposition. Would have taken that point before uh, before the match kicked off. I like that Kenny's made uh, an early change. I like the reasons and rationale behind it, looking to get us into the game um, and not waiting to the 60, 70, 80th minute when they scored a second goal, for example, and then you're climbing back yeah. into the game. Yeah. Uh, as I said earlier, bench looking young, bit inexperienced, which is a concern. Lack of impact players to come on in the past. I think we've probably been a bit spoiled with the players that we've had could have come on and any one of them could have changed the game. You know, I've not mentioned Ruel Satoriu. I think he needs to have a really good season this season um, and, and show that he's, you know, League Two capable. Um, seeing we had the upper hand in the first half and Salford were much better in the second, I'd like to see us a bit more balanced than that. But Again, that's probably being uber critical. It's the first game of the season. Yeah. Six new de- debutants um, here. So, look, something for us to build on. And, uh, yeah, positive. Good stuff. Yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, I think we would have taken a point before the match started. First half was really good. Well controlled. Good day for our lead. Beckles takes his goal well. Um, obviously, they get back into it through a screamer. And the second half might have rode our luck at times, but a deserved point, I think. Um, Vigoru again showing his importance big player for us we'll have a big 100%. season um, but I felt quite calm under Kenny like I wasn't sitting there thinking we're going to lose this I felt, yeah. I, I felt calm which I think is down to Kenny and down to his attitude which I think is rubbing off on the fans which I guess can only be a good thing because we're not stressing in the stands and stressing at home or I wasn't anyway but you know it's a shame to hear about Smith's injury because I wasn't aware of that one so I think he's going to have a big season hopefully he will be fit, uh, if not for Wednesday, because obviously he'll want to play against his ex-team QPR. Hopefully he'll be fit against Exeter. Uh, but all in all, a great point. You know, We went there 13 weeks ago, as Dave Victor said, and got trounced 3-0. And I think we were all feeling a bit jaded at the end of last season and a bit ready for it to end. And we all yeah. hated football a little bit. And it was all a bit rubbish. And 13 weeks later, we're sitting here having a one-all draw, new manager, six debutants, and it all feels a lot better. So great point for me to build on. Some encouraging performances to fuel our hope for this season. And I can't wait for one to be back in the stand at Brisbane Road. So those were our views. Lots of your views came in. And there's always a huge amount of feedback came in through our social media accounts. Thanks to everyone who sends in their views. And we'll try and read as many as possible. But remember, just because we read them does not mean that we agree with them. So Sunshine LOFC tweeted us and said a point most would have happily taken prior to kickoff. David Reichard, 80, says a good point which can only give us confidence going forwards. Good energy for 90 minutes and I'm really looking forward to the next few games now. Up the O's. Good tweet. Finance Kev says a draw away from home against a side expected to challenge for promotion with a fairly new side 
is a good result in my eyes. Les LK52 said, wasn't there, so can't say how we played, but I would say first game of the season, important to get something on the board. Still hope we can add to the squad, though. Still looks threadbare, but well done, Orient. A good start at a place not many will get anything. Great point. I think they were they the only were. football league side who were undefeated at home last season. I'm pretty sure Salford did not lose at home all season right. last season, so you know that isn't a bad result at no. all. Shrimpy underscore boy. So not bad. Plenty of positives to take out of that, despite a difficult second half. Theo looked immense when he came on. Really impressed with Smith too. Vigs to take my man of the match though and bring on the rest of the season. Luke underscore T7 said, happy with a point. I expect Salford will be up there at the end of the season with us. We look very good on and off the ball, so I really hope it continues and we build on this. Yeah, Jagsy1979 says, last time we played Salford away, first game of the season, we drew one all. We wore a bright coloured kit, yellow. We ended up winning the league. We started this season away at Salford. We're in a bright coloured kit and draw one all. Just give us the trophy now. Nice one, Dean. Like that. Uh, Orient Fan TV said, part of a successful season is making sure you pick up points away from home. And that's what we've done. Brilliant point. Very good point, Luke. Could have been even more if it wasn't for a wonder strike. Vigaru man of the match based on the second half performance. Positives outweighing the negatives in Kenny we trust. Yeah, some good tweets coming in so far. Parksy 1881 to the point to White Salford, the pre-season favourites with players yet to gel and cause them the problems that we did in the first half does bode well and Vigaru man of the match once again. APK underscore music review said would have settled for that before kickoff. Obviously slightly disappointed we couldn't push on after taking the lead, but it's a solid enough start at a very difficult place to go on opening day and gives us something to build on. Yep, David CS3 said take the point was the least we deserved Vigaru kept us in it at times we looked solid and I was impressed with Smith and Archibald I didn't even realise Clay was playing when he got taken off and that says a lot at Dear Stu said good result against the money grabbers listening on the audio we absolutely bossed the first half except for the goal scored by a player that hardly heard of in the second half and weathered the storm in the second half proves how great re-signing Viggs was Smith sounded like a constant threat yeah a lot of uh, praise for Smith so yeah. far yeah Dave M1812 said a good point Viggs man of the match but that doesn't mean we were under the cosh some excellent performances and the new players have gelled well hope the Smith's injury isn't significant because we look light on experience backup this season looks bright and we go on to QPR. Yeah, Ben Porter, CT, said, First half, we looked fantastic. Moving the ball around, high press, created chances. Second half was a grind, but we battled hard and Vigaru was immense. We all remember what happened the last time we drew one all away at Salford in the first game of the season. Point game. <sighs> Making me think of uh, that season already. Yeah. Only one game in. DVD, <laughs> NTTG, said, Organised and pressed well. Playing it out from the back has mostly stopped. Well, now, good, quick football. Tired a bit in the second half. Looked a bit lightweight up top, but I'm happy with the points. Molly Folly 2019 said, I firmly believe that with the addition of a creative central midfielder and a proven goal scorer, we can finish in the top three. A great start. Love the style and organisation. We are already seeing what a successful, experienced manager can bring to the party. We've got our rows back. Trousers Techno said, good performance and was very promising. Energy levels and pressing were good and we looked to fret throughout. We will play better as we gel. And although the result was fair, we could have stopped their equaliser. Overall, decent outcome. And one all was fair. 
Yeah, Steve Forecast said, haven't seen anyone complaining about 4-3-3. Uh, Gibbs, the ESP, said, thought we were strong all over the pitch. Some really good individual performances against a very good side. Particularly impressed with the fullbacks and with Smith and Archibald. They are going to be fans' favourites. Feel, feel. Yeah, Dave K. Smith, triple seven, said, our energy and pressing stood us in good stead in the first half and we were the better team. The second half, we did not seem to have the same intensity and struggled with the Salford fullbacks pushing forward and pinning us back a lesson learned and a good result confident we can make progress yeah Biffo Props a great shift from Omar Beckles debut goal injury some fine defending the team looked fit and the formations were well executed fine goalkeeping on display too the highlight was being in the company of O's fans once again and seeing Karen Orient a great season in prospect and at Wiggy underscore cut said you have to be happy with the progress made Overall, we look good and maybe only missing a player or two from being a really good team. Really impressed with Smith, or Smythe as we're calling him, <laughs> to differentiate him, and Beckles. They're definitely League One players. Happy and Kipriano stood out as weak points in our Ooh. team. We need a goal scorer. Interesting there. See, Gibson, underscore 89, said happy with the performance, particularly in the first half and the result. Although Vigarouche saved us numerous times. The additions look good. Prattley is a serious upgrade on Cissé. And the first time in a long time, it felt like we had a game plan. That's quite a key sentence there. It looked like we had a game plan because I think at the points last season we mentioned that we didn't know what the hell was going on at the point. Yeah. So, good tweet there. Absolutely. At Big Ads, LOFC said, no complaints from me. There's always things that could be improved on but as always the case with a squad overhaul. But all in all, a good solid start. I thought the defence was solid, midfield looked stronger than last season and the forwards worked hard. Hashtag respect the point. Yeah, good point there from our sponsors. At Kevin Orient, I thought Beckles, Viggs and Smith would stand up players. However, good solid team performance considering it's their first start in the league together. When Archibald came on, some of his crosses in were mint. Just a shame and no big man in the middle to meet them. Give it time. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you got to fit Harry Smith and you put a ball like that into the box, he's going he's gonna to get on the end of some of them, you would hope. Yeah, that's right. Barry Simon, un, uh, 41689476, said, a good result, but could have been better. Still feel we need a forward. Beckles is so composed at the back. And the final word on Salford away goes to John J. Miller, who says, good to hear Jacket talk about having to work and how we support the lone striker. If that's to be his tactics, at least he recognises that side of it. Last season, we ran out of ideas on making that work. A decent first half, battled in the second half. Respect the point. Yeah, absolutely. So do you agree or disagree with any of the tweets or any of our views that we've read out? Let us know what you think by tweeting us. We're at Orient Outlook. You can email us, as I mentioned earlier. We're orientoutlook at outlook.com. You can DM us on Instagram. We are orient underscore outlook underscore podcast. Give us a follow on there. You can search for us on Facebook. We're Orient Outlook Podcast. Beautifully done. Thank so you very much. our prediction league return. We'll give you a prediction league update. And it's worth noting before we do so that sponsorship for the prediction league is still available. It's still up for grabs. If you're interested, please drop us an email. And just to ram home the point, our tweet yesterday at midday had roughly just under 5,000 impressions. And that was just the one tweet, not counting the amount of tweets we get as a standalone tweet with us to uh, a score prediction. So if you are interested in sponsoring the Orient Outlook podcast prediction league, give us a DM on any of the formats that Paul mentioned a bit earlier. We would love to hear from you. And there were so many of you who uh, knew or predicted a one or draw. We cannot read all of them because we'll be here for ages. But we're going to shout out O's fan basing, Kevin Cowlin, 
Dan Alton 2590, uh, who all predicted one all and Beckles to score, so get four points. And I also believe Orient underscore fan done that as well. So those four got four out of points. Loads of you got one all and got the wrong score. So loads of you got three points. We'll publish the table next Saturday once we get a few more results under the cosh. But well done to everyone and thank you for all your predictions because there were bloody loads. Yeah, over 127 predictions to the tweet. To that tweet. To that tweet. Plus those that just standard tweet us anyway. So, a lot more. Yeah, absolutely great engagement and it's a great opportunity if you are looking to get your brand or your company no Noticed by several thousand people every single week. So yeah. thanks everyone for your predictions. So we move on then. That covers Salford. Sunday the 8th of August, today as we record the podcast, nothing to report. So let's move on then to wrap this up then. Yeah, let's do it. 39 minutes, 51 seconds. So fantasy football update. So it's obviously not started yet, but the Orient Outlook podcast will continue this season on fantasy.premierly.com. Already loads of you have entered. So thanks to everyone who has done so and if you've just started playing Fantasy Football League or you fancy uh, joining the Orient Outlook League and you haven't done so already it's very easy just go to join the league and put in code OOPGL8 and you'll be part of our Fantasy Football League it's all great fun bit of a laugh and we'll see who comes out on top I think there's over 300 players already at the moment with a week left to go so please come and join us and have some fun Absolutely. So get involved. Positives and negatives this week. We've got four positives and two negatives here. So um, I'll do the first two positives. Okay. Uh, respect the point away at a tough side. I don't think anyone's disappointed. Not really read too many disappointed tweets or seen too many disappointed tweets uh, on that result. And obviously Beckles getting off the mark, debut and a goal. Yeah. Okay. The final two positives to make up the four is Lawrence Figaro's performance. Yeah. Carried outstanding. on. Carried on from where he left off last season. Yes. So, He's he's three points in. He will be the difference of getting oh, three massively. points or not losing three points in many games this season. That's one of them. Huge he's earned, he's helped earned us that point there massively. Couldn't agree more. And the last positive is having fans back at games. There's only four hundred. Well, not only four hundred seventy-five lucky ones got down to Salford. Mm. There'll be lots more on Wednesday. And on Saturday, looking forward to seeing as many friendly faces as possible in the next coming weeks. Yeah, so there's two negatives then. Split these. Uh, negatives, the youth team lost if we're being really trying to find a negative. You know, yeah. Obviously, it's their first game of the season. We wish them every success for the rest of the season. Yeah, and the last negative of the week is Paul Smith's injury. Hopefully, not too bad. It sounds like he's doubtful to play on Wednesday, so hopefully he'll be back for Exeter on Saturday so those were two negatives but we have four positives and now it's time to move on to a new feature or a feature which has got a new kind of twist to it and it's the at Carol Langley Florist Hero of the Week that's right we'll be doing a Twitter poll uh, on most Saturday nights at 7 o'clock for the Carol Langley Florist Hero of the Week this week we put up three nominations plus left one blank for you to send yours in this week's were Omar Beckles Paul Smith and Lawrence Vigaru and after 197 votes yeah so none of you thought there was another uh, contender which was great which means that we're getting our uh, nominees right which is great 5% of you said Paul Smith 25% of you said Armour Beckles but as expected with an overwhelming 70% majority the the at Carol Langley hero of the week is it's Lawrence Vigaru so well done Sir Lawrence Vigaru. So let's move on in next week's fixtures. Yeah, the two fixtures coming up, as you'll probably be aware, uh, both happening at Brisbane Road. On Wednesday the 11th of August, we host QPR in the first round of the Carabao Cup, which is being shown live on Sky Sports. QPR drew one all 
at home to Millwall. Millwall. They've got XO Moses Aldebajo on their books now. Yeah, and I believe that's the first time he'll, he's back playing yes. at Brisbane Road since his move. It's been a I while, so. but obviously he never came back with Brentford and obviously hasn't been back with Sheffield Wednesday. He'll get, if he plays, he'll get a fantastic ovation. I will. If he plays, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's brilliant. So uh, that's followed on Saturday, the 14th of August, as we host Exeter City in our first home league game. Going to be tough opponents. They're always roundabout or up there. Got some good yeah. players. Matt Jay, if he's still there. I don't if know if he is. Need to look into no that. idea. Yeah. I hope he's not. Uh, they started their season off with a nil-nil draw uh, against fellow promotion hopefuls Bradford City on Saturday. So before we leave it in, just time for a quick sponsorship reminder. So don't forget, for the best plastering and rendering prices around, go and visit AJF Plastering on their website, on Facebook, on Instagram, or go and look at Big Ads, LOFC on Twitter for all your plastering and your rendering needs. That, yeah, so that is it. Thank you very much indeed for joining us for episode 251. The new season's finally underway. Began with us earning a point away at Salford City side, who really are expected to be up there for promotion come the end of the season. Some real positive to take from this game. No doubt Kenny Jackett will be looking to build on this over the coming weeks. And with the August transfer window still open, Martin Ling has said one or two more players could still yet arrive at Brisbane Road. Yeah, he certainly has, and hopefully we'll see a few more of you there. So with two more games to come in quick succession, the season will start to get into full flow with two difficult home fixtures. As like we've said, we're looking to progress in the Cowboy Cup on Wednesday against QPR and then pick up our first three points of the season on Saturday against Exeter, which we look forward to talking about next week with hopefully two Win. So as always, we are going to ask for a review on iTunes. So if you do listen on iTunes, please subscribe, give our podcast a five-star rating. And if you're listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, or any other platform, add us to your favourites. And that way, you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. Yeah, we're also on smart speakers and a new fan engagement app called FanHub. If you haven't got that yet... You need to get that. It's got some great features on it. You can earn points now by travelling away. You can. You set that up and it basically tracks your mileage and it's really worthwhile. I can't, it's, just, it's just a bit of fun, but actually there is a, a serious message behind it about the fans and, and, and value that we bring. It's obviously been highlighted in the, in the last year. So, yeah, so we have the um, predictor... Uh, game predict, uh, team prediction uh, that you can do, uh, and uh, also watching uh, uh, other other uh, fans' content as well. You get bonus points for that as well. So, yeah, we're on there. So it's even easier now to listen to us uh, without a question or a doubt. So if you've got an older relative, a loved one, or an Orient chum who you think will like the podcast, grab their phone, download it for them, and pass the pod. Yeah. So we'll be back with episode two hundred and fifty-two next week with all the information and views that you could ever need. So we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm, stay safe, have a great week, and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's.